Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In early 21, we spoke with Dr. Donald Gerson on this program on a number of occasions. He's the owner of Nuvax, and if you remember, it's P-N-U-V-A-X, Canadian Vaccine Producing Facility, which is literally next door to the National Research Council, the NRC, in Montreal. And uh, Nuvax has been ready to produce vaccines from very early on during the pandemic, yet the Trudeau government has ignored Nuvax. Dr. Gerson told this to us repeatedly. Meanwhile, foreign governments have approached Nuvax to produce vaccines for their populations. Let me tell you a bit about Dr. Gerson. He's a former professor of biophysics and biomechanical engineering at the University of Western Ontario. He's a member of the Basel, that's in Switzerland, Institute for Immunology, and worked with the 1984 Nobel Prize winner, recipient rather, for medicine. He was the managing director for Wyeth Letterly Vaccines and Pediatrics in the United States, and he's a former vice president of vaccine manufacturing operations at Connaught Laboratories in Canada. So he has a great resume and knows his way around this issue. So what got me thinking about this was a headline that appeared in the National Post, and it said, Production delayed at federal government's new $126 million COVID vaccine plant in Montreal. And I thought, wait a minute. That's right. Literally, um, a weak-arm pitcher, softball pitcher away from, from Nuvax. Dr. Gerson, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Great, great to hear from you again. Well, it's good to talk to you again. What do you make of this? Uh, of, of this, I mean, you're aware of it, but here's the here's the headline: production delayed at federal government's new 126 million COVID vaccine plant in Montreal. How far away is that from yours? Well, about 100 meters, something like that, just on the other side of the driveway, basically. <laughs> and um, I mean, the amazing thing is they. Huh, they finished the part of the building that faces the road, but then on the back side of the building, they're, they're still in construction. So I don't think they're quite finished. That's not, I don't think that's quite right from what I can see from my own backyard. And how long have you, and we're re, sort of retreading some areas that we talked about, but not everybody's heard you on this program before, and other people can't, I know sometimes we don't remember exactly what was said. So when were you ready, had the government come to you, and provided you with the contract to produce the vaccines. When were you prepared at Nuvax? When were you ready to produce vaccines for Canadians? Well, you know, given a contract, we could have started even in the spring of 2000. Uh, they started talking to us in the summer. They stopped talking to us for no good reason that I can see uh, a few months later. Um, and, you know, I mean, basically it's a, it's like out of a comedy routine, the, you know, the guy in charge of giving the money and deciding who gets it finally gave the money to himself. So, you know, that's what happened. So this was 2020, right? 
Yeah. You were ready. You would have been able to produce vaccines for Canadians by the millions before the end of 2020. Well, we, we could have started the project then. It takes a long time to do all the things you have to do for Health Canada approval, but we certainly could be making vaccines today. No okay. question about it, and for quite some time. Okay, so you would have been into it. Um, you would have been producing vaccines in 2021. Yeah, for sure. Um, you've had foreign countries approach you through at Nuvax to produce vaccines for their citizens. Meanwhile, our federal government just cut you off. How's that going? Right. I mean, yeah, our, our federal government hasn't even spoken to us since way back then. But yeah, we've been approached by um, either vaccine producers or governments from Australia, the Middle East, Germany, uh, Portugal, um, Bolivia, Nigeria. There's been lots of interest. China, there's been lots of interest. But, um, you know, it's just a question of getting the funding and getting moving. Because it does take funding to, yeah. to put your your uh, your operation in operation but your 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 basics your logistics are in place are they not yeah that's right so i mean it takes three things you have to have a vaccine to make and all the places that i just mentioned have vaccines available them for them to make you have to have a facility that meets you know the health canada or fda approvals or regulatory whatever it is around the world and then you have to have the funds to actually implement that process and and get it going so the funding has been the shortfall, but we're completely ready all the way along. Can you even begin to understand why the federal government stopped talking to you and uh, and why they continue to insist that there's no production facility available in Canada? Well, I mean, you know, it's, it seems quite self-serving to me. But, of course, there's our facility. There's, of course, the Sanofi facility in Toronto, which I don't think is doing anything in this regard either. Um and, you know, the, the government hasn't, hasn't taken advantage of Canadian facilities and Canadian companies, and instead they've directed money, number one, at NRC, which is effectively competing against and taking money away from Canadian companies as opposed to the Canadian government. And, um, you know, they keep focusing on large multinationals where the money goes offshore and doesn't stay here. It's very strange to me. Must be extremely frustrating, too. Yeah. And expensive. It's expensive for the taxpayer. I mean, let's face it. If you contract a foreign company to make something for you and then you buy it, um, you know, their cost of production is a small fraction of the of the purchase price. And in the meantime, their employees in the other country are getting paid out of that money. And it's not being paid into the pockets of Canadians. And, you know, there's no long-term benefit to just buying something from another country and then using it, and then you have to go buy it again. That's, you know, that's the old-fashioned colonial atmosphere, and we thought we were past that. Yeah. Now, in 2020, in April of 2020, I think it was April of 2020, I get 20, uh, 2020 and 21 uh, mixed up because they're both just a blur. But it was, yeah, COVID does that to us yeah. all. April 2020, the prime minister... Um, uh, the Prime Minister uh, put in place this deal with China, with CanSino, to create mm. a vaccine for Canadians. And then China, in August of that year, just said, nah, not going to do it. Too bad. We're not yep. upholding our end of the bargain. Too bad, Mr. Trudeau. Um, and, and he just 
you had to walk away because what are you going to do? You're going to tell China, yes, you're going to do it. They said, no, we're not. And that was that. So that contract disappeared or that agreement disappeared. Again, that's an area where you could have done, easily done the work and and uh, and fulfilled that uh, that contract. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, you know, and I mean, let's face it, let's control a large, complicated process, you know, halfway around the world. Or let's, you know, work with people in your own backyard and just get it done. It's going to be much easier in your own backyard and you're going to get it done. And, you know, the level of expertise in Canada, I've known people in China for decades. and I know many, many vaccine companies there. We've got far higher expertise in this country than there, no question. So do it here. That, I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? It does to me. It should to you, I think. Well, that was the idea, wasn't it? That we would. That, I mean, that's what they keep talking about. They want a Canadian company or a Canadian facility to be able to produce vaccines. That's why they gave 126 million dollars to the uh, to this this new uh, for this new uh, plant uh, to the NRC. But um, anyway. Uh, I, I don't know I don't know what to make of this. I wanted to touch base with you and see if anything uh, had happened uh, since we last spoke and and here we are it's it's status quo. Your, other countries are interested in your work. Our Canadian uh, government is not interested in you because I don't know I don't, I don't know well, why they're not interested in you. Well, I mean it, it's hard to understand you know it's especially hard to understand a group of people that doesn't communicate. So I don't know what they're doing, but I do know one thing that seems very peculiar to me. I mean, number one, uh, the NRC decided to give money to itself. Number two, the head of NRC went to PHAC to decide or was involved in the decision as to which vaccine to make. And then he comes back to NRC again to be the one making it. And that also creates, to me, a very interesting potential conflict of interest because, you know, Health Canada decides that the vaccine produced in a given facility meets all the specifications. And here, you know, you have, you know, this revolving door situation where one person has been head of PHAC that makes the decision and probably was involved in his replacement. And now he's involved in producing the product that PHAC will approve and as a Canadian, I'm a little anxious about that because that kind of circular revolving door situation is, doesn't fit the normal drug regulatory scheme throughout the world. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.